And we're back. Welcome back to the Practice Makes Perfect podcast. Your favorite Fortnite commentator here, Monster D-Face. Uh, back with another episode, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to hit us with the episode number two. On the horn today, we got none other than the lifestyle of the W-Key man himself. John Rush. What's up, John Rush? Yo, what's good? What's good? W key, it's not a game, it's a way of life, man. Full force, full tilt. Let's go. Hi guys. I hope you're having a good day. Yes, sir. Listening yes, to sir. this. We love it. We love it. And then, of course, the boy on the horn today, too, the big DJ. Which, the, the, by the, the way, DJ by the love. way, at some point or another, we are gonna play his beats here. But DJ our <clears throat> love. Talk to the people, baby. What's good, y'all? How we doing? One day out before FMCS. I know y'all gonna sleep like tomorrow is Christmas morning. I'm here. I'm excited. So uh, like many of you, let's get to it. I'm yes, ready. sir. Yes, sir. We are going to be hopping right into it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys for kicking in with us uh, here today, whenever and whatever time you are listening in, downloading in, whether it be Spotify, Apple, Amazon, all the different avenues you can find us. Thank you. We appreciate your listens and your downloads. One more time, same way like I said in the last episode, don't forget, I want you guys to holler at us on social media. Let us know how you're feeling about sharing this timeline with the Fortnite podcast. And of course, this podcast, we got a lot of content coming at you guys. Um, last week, I think it was like three episodes dropped because those are just the bangers. That's how we're doing it. Uh, but getting into the show flow today, um, yeah. we got a little bit of everything, right? This podcast is where we like to kick things off. Besides the, doing a typical little recap, we're going to do uh, kind of the general coverage of things and and what's been going down throughout the week. So, John, take the floor as I answer my mom's phone call. So. Yeah, let's go. Hey, this is an important tip right here. You know, when we say at practice server, uh, we're not just here to teach y'all how to game or how to produce. It's, it's, it's lifestyle. It's leadership. And so Monster uh, modeling for us that family does, in fact, come first, boys. You got to take care of it. Uh, but, yeah, we always like to start uh this podcast talking about notable new news happening in the gaming world and we're going to start off with a little bit of a controversial note uh we'll call this this segment within the segment rise and fall we have seen a lot a lot and dj you could even start popping off names probably off the top of your head of esports orgs uh all of a sudden disappearing overnight a lot of uh crypto investment questions people packing it up uh, CDL teams absorbing other CDL teams, major leagues moving around. There's just been a lot of tumult. Oh, that's a good word, right? DJ, that's a that's a vocab word right there. Yeah, that's a big, big word for some people. But he said overnight, you know, these orgs are rising and falling. And literally overnight, the newest org that has fallen is uh, TNG, True North Gaming. And um, yeah, I guess they're just... Uh, the next duck in the road to get lined up at the pond. Uh, wait a I, second. I, I get off the phone with my mom. I get back. And who, who's who been murdered and got put down like a duck? What happened? Yeah. <laughs> Talking about uh, the rise and fall of uh, new orgs. Oh, man. Orgs day in and day out. So I said overnight the newest one was uh, TNG, True North Gaming. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we've been covering, I feel like we've been covering this story pretty closely here, here on both the podcast lines. Um, big developments happening, you know, hour by hour, basically, right? Have we, actually, this is a perfect time uh, for you guys listening. We do these lives, so we're about to throw up some, some, basically some content to back up what it is that we're talking about here, but... I would love if we could maybe pull up the tweets because yep. uh, the the CEO Crypto just talking about you know rise and fall of orgs. He he came out and he's like basically straight put an outright statement from the organization side like they're shutting down all operations because well he needs the money right like he's got to come up with some serious money he wants to somehow salvage his reputation um, because what he did was very interesting he. Killed his Twitter, right? So he deactivated his Twitter while he was uh, in debt half a million dollars to another CEO or, uh, organizer and owner. And, and then he just vanished, left everyone thinking like, you know, trying to pick up the crumbs. Like, what what's going on here? And then he just jumps back on today like, hey, you know, decided to take a little vacation, basically. You know, y'all were, y'all were bugging me a little too much. So, you know, I'm back. Don't worry. I'm going to make these payments. And he's promising another 50K. Uh, curses way so here we go right just, here this is the official tweet uh on the tng uh twitter 
Yeah, look at look at that. All right, John, read read through that for the listeners. As of as of today, we regret to inform that True North Gaming has ceased operations. We're proud of what we accomplished the past ten months, and our success had translated into significant uh, signed agreement that would have provided TNG the means necessary to stay competitive and functional for the next two years and beyond. However, those funds never arrived despite the signed agreement, and as a result, we will we will be forced to close the doors on our operation. We would like to take this opportunity to thank everyone from our players, management, content team, and supporters for all your kind support over the last year. Without you, none of this would have been possible. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That was uh, that was the statement. That was the official statement. And talking about just like org shutting down and people being in debt, that reminds me that Train H, who was once another reputable org that had a couple years in the game, in the space, uh, most, I I'd say notorious for what they were building on the eu space they actually branched into na they picked up saf who at the time was definitely at the top of his game um they end up picking up saf and when this happens saf is you know whatever he's on a he's on a reputable org he's feeling it well just the other day saf actually comes out and was like hey and by the way they still owe me seventy thousand dollars so they didn't even get to philly pay out his salary before they left either and this you know this trend of Orgs basically not being held accountable, being able to jump on. Um, it's it's it was Saf Train H Saf. If you're going to search him up right now, uh, from a completely different org, there, uh, John Rush. But, oh, bet, 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 bet. So I was like, I didn't you know, think he was on TNG. No, he wasn't. It was Train H. I know a lot of T's. Like we had, uh, we talked about TNA, TNG, Train H. Like all these, all these orgs just happen to be popping up. But um, it, it's just it's a recurring thing, right? Teams picking up people, not being able to fulfill these salaries, and then no one's held accountable. Like, what's going on? Like, how, how do how do we moderate this space? How do we protect our young professional players? How how do we kind of build it up? And is this a thing that only happens in a game like Fortnite? Because Fortnite doesn't, you know, they kind of work differently, right? They they don't right. just open the doors or, or pay the orgs to buy in and stuff like that. Orgs can't just enter in that way. It's done very very differently. So does that play a factor in? how people get away with stuff. Yeah, even so, this tweet right here from Crypto just shows you some of, like, the real-life potential drama, I guess, involved, like, in this. So he, he goes on to say, um, my furnace is broken, so I won't be available this week. My assistant had mental problems and disappeared. There's oh, a no, cancer. No, no, no. This is fake? <laughs> no, no, no. These are all real, but these are excuses from another organization. These are his excuses he received as to why he didn't get paid the money he was owed as to why he's in a situation. So, so he, he owes, so this person owes game. him money and he owes someone yeah. else money. Basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. This is, this wild. And like, unfortunately, like people have good intentions, right? I, I don't believe most people set out. That's my belief is I don't think most people set out to like screw people over. But unfortunately, if you're not organized, if you can't be, a man or woman of your word, you're still going to unintentionally screw people over. You can't get your business in order. Hey, you got to be, uh, you got to be about your business first and foremost. So you got to make sure you secure your bag. Can't have all your eggs in one basket first and foremost. And yeah, it's just a shame to see this. They're kind of intertwined in a way that one was depending on the other to kind of just stay alive and thrive. And to me, that just, that just doesn't sound healthy. So, um, hopefully everybody who was a part of that org, you know, whether you were a content creator or a professional player, you know, hopefully you start grinding and, um, you know, make the right decisions moving forward in the future. Well, that, that's one of the interesting things about this is a lot of the players, a lot of the, it seems like, so here's what it, here's what it kind of boils down to in this very unique circumstance. Like the players themselves, they're, they're vocal about not being mistreated, not feeling like, you know what I mean? Scammed out of an opportunity. They have been very much vocal about, um their enjoyment being on these teams which is very interesting it could be one of those things where oh man you know do i bite the hand that feeds me today because you don't know when they're going to return right so you want to keep a good relationship like you know what i mean are you are you really do you really mean this or are you just trying to protect your best interests which right. you know both are totally fine right you can never really yeah, tell yeah. one's intentions right i'm not going to blame anyone for like not bashing the dude right because you don't you don't have to you don't need that heat either i'm not everyone wants that kind of attention um, be, but then the other side, usually the first people that are to jump out or lash out are the ones that don't get credited, the ones that are doing stuff behind the scenes, the guys that kind of handle the social handles or, you know what I mean? Like, like different things like that. Like 
if anyone ever is going to talk mad crap about us guys, would be John Rush because he's the guy who does all the tweets. So, you know, if he doesn't get his credit, when the time the comes, spotlight. <laughs> he's going to, you know, who's going to pull? It's the guy who has the, fork the, him. the Twitter handle. Hey, this just happened, by the way. What, what did? I did not uh, me. No, no, not you. <laughs> Noble. No, look. Oh, yeah. Noble, Noble GG. GG. Yeah, I'll pull it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Social team. But it got deleted. Right? I got to find a screenshot. If you go to Jake, was it Jake Lucky? Jake oh, yeah. Lucky on Twitter. He he covers all this. But like this, this dude, this is something that happens across multiple organizations at different levels, different tiers. Noble GG is probably one of the bigger orgs to have reached kind of like a, a scandal situation, right? In recent right. times. Um, definitely the most recent. And I think even Team Dignitas? No, 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 no. I don't want to throw dirt on Team Dignitas' name. Might be them, though. But there's another team. It was something uh, back in like the really? Counter-Strike days. And oh, yeah, okay. they, they ended up rebranding. rebranding. Yeah, but the, we're talking about just like a history of, again, bad interactions, whether, you know, not paying people and, and being late and stuff like that, so... Definitely, definitely happens in the space like way too often. Man, I gotta go through Jake. Jake's got a hot take on everything, and some of this stuff is. I love is, Jake. Is, I love Jake. Is, is so funny, bro. I'm scroll. I'm scrolling. Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, oh here, oh this account doesn't exist. Oh, we're almost there. Uh I think at the end. Uh, I think at at the end of the day, um, again, you've got to count the costs and the commitments you make to people. You know, like under. Like I've always been told, like undercommit and overdeliver, right? And like you'll you'll rarely fall short in life if you can just if you if you overdo your word, right? Oftentimes people actually aren't that put off if you start something by like saying, "Here's where I'm gonna go at the middle," like, and then you raise it. Most of the time, people get upset when you you start up and you say, "This is what I'm gonna do. I'm for sure gonna do it," and then you fail to meet that. And I think that's an easy way that people in relationships and in business can just like overcome that. Here, so here's this. Hello, Noble fans. This is the social media team. We will not be working until we receive all the payment that was promised in our contract. Hashtag stay unpaid. There it is. So God. like when you when you have someone behind a social handle just going rogue and tweeting this from the business account, like you, <laughs> something's up, right? Like that's not just yeah, going to happen. Um, unless, you know, maybe a, a crazy one got past the uh, the screening process and you gave them the keys to the, the Twitter and... You know what I mean? You got yourself a loose end there. But for the most part, you know, the, these things don't just come out of nowhere. And just talking about like uh, setting expectations. That's why I said uh, before we started recording, guys, I was like, give us 10 episodes. I'll figure out like our exit, right? like whatever outro is going to be officially. Um, if you guys want to hear all the blooper takes, come early to the live stream. Yes. You'll hear us, uh, I guess, brainstorm. Maybe you have the next best idea that can help us get something cool for y'all to listen to on a regular butt. Absolutely. Um, so where are we at, man? Yeah, so we're going to keep moving uh, with notable new news in gaming. And the next the next couple bits here is going to be all about Cali Love, man. Big things happening in California for gaming. Obviously, no huge surprise there because in general, it's a state that's always popping off. But just a couple of, of, of quick hits as we did have at the same time as the Super Bowl, the Halo Esports uh, Anaheim event. It was an event that had teams live in person, but had elected to not have spectators. And Cloud9 won back-to-back. Cloud9 is just looking absolutely dominant in this game. And um, another interesting thing with Halo is that the uh, show there's a show coming out uh, that has already renewed its second season um, before ever airing. So a little bit of Halo buzz. What yep. will it do? Well, I'm really curious because while this was all happening, like while this event was going down, uh, people were screenshotting, and and I, I don't know really what to make of this, but they were like trying to screenshot the viewership, right? Like, oh, this is this is what the event is, um, you know, is like is the hype gone? Basically, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, because when you look at the numbers of that first event, like that that opening event was huge, right? Yep. Like it was something serious. Now, again, I didn't follow along closely to see what the peak concurrence were. I can't pull any of that out. But I do know the one small like impression that I picked up off of Twitter was someone just calling it out, right? Trying to pretty much raise a con controversial conversation about the game and uh, the state of the, the event. I mean, I don't know if the event went well. John, did you get to tune into any of it? I know you're like you yeah. know, pretty, pretty much into Halo stuff. Yeah, I mean, like... It it was tough. It was tough. And one of the things that we want to talk about was the juxtaposition between 
Halo making the move to pull out the live supports in California while Rocket League, um, which we'll talk about more in a second, going to California and selling out their in-person attendance. I definitely Ooh. feel like it was just a bad, obviously you want to keep people safe, right? But it was yeah, also interesting. interesting. It was just interesting that the Super Bowl was happening with, I mean, how many thousands of people I've been in, in SoFi before. Um, and I'm like, there's thousands of people there and they made the move to have them there. You know, I'm like, just felt when you watch the broadcast, it literally felt so less hype than the first one. And not just because it was the, the you know, and not just because it was the second one, but just, it was just tough. No crowd, no, yeah. no Spartans walking around. And I'm like, man, it Halo almost, needed that, bro. It, it almost would have been way better if they would have just did it in the reverse way, right? Like get the good players to play together, keep it private, keep it small. And then bam, sell out a full arena in California and like you're at the peak at that point because like you said the the energy the atmosphere the the crowd like even even with that first event the technical difficulties it's about being there being in the moment and just being immersed in that community makes a massive difference um taking that away and especially when they did it like you said like you got super bowl you know kind of filling out stadium doesn't make it a right or wrong decision but like yeah you, you, i mean you you kind of painted the picture uh, pretty nicely there though it does make you wonder like just bro you already did one like just pack it out like right like yeah well just be in go mode and i want to i want to i want to use this like the same things happening like so just a few days ago you know rocket league esports announced that they sold out their in-person winter major championship in la and so here's it and one of the things though that that i was seeing people critique it um was that it, they picked a smaller venue and people were upset about that. But I think it's brilliant because one, it, it's a little bit safer for sure. And two, they can go up from there. Like you said, I just think that like the first, you know, Raleigh event, like they went so ham for Halo and it's almost like they, they screwed themselves. Cause like, how can you outdo that when it's almost like Rocket League is so dope. It's like, we, we sold out this small venue. Of course, we're going to like grow from here. I'm gonna I'm gonna call that the Fortnite syndrome. You host the World Cup. It's so incredibly fire. People just can't let it go, right? Like now everything after that, you have to raise that bar. I mean, even the Super Bowl and and watching Eminem perform and the legendary and like what looked like all his just basically his sons, right? His prodigies. <laughs> yes. Right? Like cause he he mixed all their biggest hits. Like it was really incredible. It was honestly heart touching, but different different story for a different uh time. The point is. Yes, you set that bar. In today's day and age, you have to meet that bar, or the 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 audience, the consumers, they're not gonna be happy. Like that that's that's I feel like that's the truth of it. Yeah, and even like um even like how you I, I feel like I've learned this the hard way in life. Like you can even ride your own hype to a fault, right? And I feel like oh, that yeah. first viewership. You were, you were seeing 343 employees and everyone saying, yo, this is the biggest Halo esports. Like they were just, they were throwing everything. And I feel like I've done that to myself in obviously smaller situations where I've been like, yeah, I'm on top. And then, you know, like I put myself, I'm the one who screwed myself because I said it, you know, sometimes is playing the more low key humble route is actually how you set yourself up for a bigger win. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've, I think we've all been there. Uh, DJ, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you could share a story. Do you, do you have anything to... <clears throat> Just like from perspective-wise, DJ, and um, recently, um, especially right now during COVID, you definitely want to um, get a smaller venue because, you know, it doesn't matter how big the venue is. Um, it's probably really not going to sell out for someone just getting started or really coming back into the scene. So you, you do want to make sure that what you do is you're able to encapsulate everything. So the vibe, the crowd, how many people are there, whether it's filling up, you know, all those things take into account, like the overall experience and starting small and getting that intimate vibe with the venue. Um, like you said, that's the best way to go and then go up from there. So that's just from a DJ perspective and that can just be applied to, you know, all other perspectives like you guys have mentioned. And and we've seen that happen even in Fortnite, like one of one of the our most I guess intimate moments like as a crowd as a as a scene was TwitchCon. It was after World Cup granted, right? So people were hungry, but this is the first time like the crowd was tight enough. It was like straight hardcore Fortnite audience. Like it wasn't like mom and dad and maybe like someone showed it to the World Cup cuz something was happening there. It was like no, 
we're gamers. We're here for this. This is Fortnite, baby. And everyone was in there. And you had the crowd chanting, Aiden, Aiden. Like, that was one of the coolest moments. But that's only going to happen in kind of those, those very private, right? Like, like scenes. You got to kind of build that up. I think what Rocket League is doing is actually very smart. Um, because those are going to create very memorable moments. It's going to feel safe um, as far as just, you know, again, the variables, right? The things you have to worry about. Uh, I personally believe that that is where esports needs to kind of re-enter into the space in. Keep it tight, keep it clean, keep it mega high quality, you know, from, from down from the production value to the audience that you have in there, right? Like get those folks that, you know, genuinely want to be there that are going to make the trip and that are into the scene. Like, um, shoot, I would, I would even love to see it. So where maybe, you know, and this is me now is just thinking outside the box, you know, someone's going to steal this idea, but I'll give it away. Like what if only right. like the influencer teams can sell the tickets, right? So like Dang. hypothetically, That's like cool. team, team A can sell 100, right? Only to their viewers, their fans. You can only pick it up via their social handle when they promo it or something like that. Like now all of a sudden you're creating a true dynamic, a crowd dynamic, audience dynamic that's quite literally niche to the person, right? So we're talking about taking a, an experience and taking it even further, right? In in a safe, in a different way, in a in an inclusive way, or I should more exclusive way, I guess. But still sick. <laughs> I also think that, and we're gonna talk about this a little bit later. Um, just in regards to Fortnite, I feel like organ high quality organized watch parties are heavily underrated, like heavily underrated like even if you are a local org or just an organizer a content creator and you were able to safely gather 80 to 100 people to just even watch the event and react live and you're all optic fans you're all rooting for clicks or whoever right i feel like that is a amazing ama underrated atmosphere right now that that what if like there was 800 of those you know what i'm saying yo what's up Take that, take that. Let's redact that info. Put it on a prac brand. Let's go host. Yo, that no, seriously, that's sick. I would, I would show up to one of those. Like you telling me if someone was like, "Hey, monster," um, you know, down in 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 Houston, they're doing like a movie theater style. You know, pull your car up. We're gonna play FNCS on the. You know what I mean? And like, it's just gamers, up. boy. It's just gamers yeah, dude, there, like, dude. Yes, I'm pulling up. I'm gonna come watch it. I'm gonna experience it. We're gonna root and we're gonna build something. It's gonna be so memorable. It's gonna be really, really. Honestly, probably one of the your favorite become easily your favorite thing to do, um, yeah. and it opens up a, a revenue stream in different ways, right? For different people, because you know need food, need whatever, right? Like, right. I give think something, dude, give something for people to like look forward to in the future and to come back and to also build Merch. on too when they when they go there they meet people and they're you know indulging in this experience. You know that you can make connections, you meet new people and. It's nice to like build off those connections and then, you know, obviously relink back up again in the future and just kind of see how everybody's doing and see what you guys have accomplished. Well, okay, y'all, we might be bringing some uh, prac pop-ups to a uh, organizer oh, near you, listen, you know. I love I so love that idea. Like what what does it take? It's, it's got to be kind of easy, right? Like maybe you get a permit. You get like a permit like for for a date. Right. Like I, I want to I'm thinking about it from like a safety perspective. Like I would like to do it like old school, like like car, like like I said, like get a parking lot, pull up, have the screen ready, like real like, you know, whatever. 80s driveway, old school movie style. I think that would be like one of the sickest with ways some food to trucks, enjoy. with some food. trucks, Absolutely. Mad food, but like a big open space that you could kind of like enjoy. Uh, and it's uh, like I feel, experience. I feel like we live in this place like between like, oh, I'm watching at home on Twitch alone or i gotta go to this venue with ten thousand people and i'm like i feel like what we just really want and this was so interesting is like the super bowl has done this to people by by default because most americans understand most people in the world understand they're probably not going to go to the super bowl and so yep. we have just actually created this whole ecosystem and culture around super bowl parties and nobody nobody shows up to a super bowl party most of them thinking this sucks because I wish I was there. They go, yo, we're here together when the yeah. halftime show. And it's just like, I can't imagine watching the Super Bowl. But I'm, I'm not even into football like that, to be honest, but just being around the people. So I'm like, bro, I just, man, my favorite esports team, my favorite like like content creator watching that, bro. That's what I want. I mean, some of the wildest like viral clips are like, you know, football, aka soccer fans um, in bars, like, 
the 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 goal happens and everyone erupts because like that that's that's the culture that's the culture we could build it we could totally build that in esports like there's enough um um bar bar binging drinkers not like, yeah. <laughs> seriously though there's there's enough people in the, i think in our sp uh, in our space with enough passion about the game and it's the same thing um the core i guess foundation or the fundamental of it is it's a it's an experience that you yeah. want to watch for someone else that's why these viewing party streamers do so well and it's not just like oh the number one guy who has five thousand views like there are tons of other people doing the same thing with thousands of their community um tuning in and then there's the people that just have hundreds and tens and twenties right like there, there's literally tons of people and they choose pick and choose who they want to enjoy the experience with absolutely well we don't want to talk too much more about it y'all because we might be doing this so uh you know if you're we in the will. chat if you're in the chat you know be cool be cool man you're be invited cool. you're invited yeah you're, you're invited <laughs> yeah, or, or, it's gonna look or, like or, a real risky real out there in houston <laughs> real, yeah yeah we're gonna bring risky reels to real life ladies and gentlemen we got it well um speaking of the of the Su super bowl just two uh two really cool things happened so we're, we're cali had a big week gaming had a big week one of the things that took place was phase uh put together a little flag football uh tournament and uh, I honestly didn't get to watch it per se, but here we're just gonna click through. Did everyone hear that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. We can hear that. So we had some. Yeah, <laughs> this is so cool. So Phase X NFL, we remember that, and now we got like this. This actually, this event happened live somewhere. Yeah, this is a live event that took place, I think, down in L.A. during the Super Bowl weekend, I think the day or the day before. And this is something the NFL had collaborated with Face Clan on. And uh, Face Clan had invited some content creators um, and a couple other people. They even had a old NFL. Look, bar, here's Brett, Brett Favre, Favre and Mike Vick, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had these guys as their quarterbacks going up against each other. And I'm swag. not sure who Yo, the A&P team is, but they ended up... <laughs> Just, just destroying the face clan. Like, look at the look at the score on that. Like, that's not fair, <laughs> bro. But like, okay, Mike Michael Vick is getting old, right? For those of you who who might not like know football, like Michael Vick is in his late forties, probably or mid forties, not even mid forties. Brett Favre, Favre is old, like seventy eight, bro. bro. Look at this, like, bro. This is I am so proud. I think we don't stop to realize like how far we have come in the culture as gamers. Bro, like here's Swag standing next to one of the most famous football players of all time. This is so iconic and hilarious to me at the same time. Yeah, definitely. And people make the memes <laughs> like the, the like people I, I feel like consistently make the the comparison. Like our one like strong looking dude is like Nick Merckx. Like he's the only guy right. that represents like athleticism and gamer. And then like everyone else is like Asmin Gold body yes. type. Like, you know what I mean? We have such a, <laughs> you know, such a, Oh, that does not. Oh, interception. Oh yeah. He said something about like before this play that he was going to throw like a touchdown pass or something like that. Or like they needed to come back and then he just throws like a pick the next play. Dang man. That's crazy. crazy. That's yeah, crazy. So, look, 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 he's not even trying to like defend that guy. Like, <laughs> the quarterback right there. He's not doing nothing. No shot. He's moving. He's just going to call hike and throw the ball. I did. I did want to show one thing and then we can make comments or move on and just celebrate uh, however we want. But one of the things that, uh, also happened was that um, you know we had a great great halftime performance. I it was one of the ones I've enjoyed the most, like out of out of any of them. Um, and Snoop Dogg, uh, who was you know arguably like the second largest you know artist up there, certainly one of the most well known. He's up there rocking a Phase Clan chain, bro. Like that is wild to me, man. This was a this is a really really big moment for FaZe. You could tell because their social timeline was just blowing up. Everyone on the organization, um, from the OG founders that may not you know let's just say hold a share or whatever in the company, like Clips, right? He was he was talking about it. Um, everyone was mega mega proud. Uh, one of one of my favorite ones was actually from Clips who said like Who would have thought the name that I thought of way back when like FaZe Clan would be like one of the most mainstream you know. Uh, I guess piece brands in the world right now, right? Looked up to 
but more importantly being repped by like these notable legends in the space super super sick and they they definitely they milked the, the social timeline all the way oh with yeah this one. but anyone would like that's like it's like iconic like oh it, yeah it doesn't get it doesn't get it almost doesn't get as as more like in the culture as that you know like super bowl snoop dog your yeah, chain operating between snoop dog and the nfl like <laughs> And then there was also the the did y'all see the ESPN and uh, the Rock tweet? Did, did you see this I monster? Saw, I saw I saw the NFL tweet so, or, the, or the, the NFL. Video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right before, right before the they did the kickoff, they had the Rock step up and this man like came in and like performed out of his mind on this like <laughs> hype up, but for like both teams, everybody in the crowd like. He just completely like got everybody like almost if it was like a boxing match. The guy who does like the let's get ready to rumble type thing. It's so funny that you say that because like Michael Buffer and Bruce Buffer, right? The two of the most credible and, you know, world renowned. Yeah. Goated announcers ever. And when The Rock was saying like, it's time to do that. You know what I mean? I was just getting those Michael Buffer chills because I'm like, Dude, you couldn't choose a better, like, more buff dude that kind of fits the profile of the voice that The Rock has. Like, he just, this this guy is just, like, peak human form right now for his age, his his build, and what it is that he accomplishes. So, yes, he was the perfect announcer. I'm happy to just choose some scrawny guy because he's representing football right now. Some of the, you know, gnarliest, hardest working dudes out there. Some of the most athletic dudes. And he just fit the athletic profile so heavily. Uh, so nicely the and, crowd was going crazy for him for sure it's and it's just hype. funny to see that they said guy from Fortnite. you know even that is just like hilarious wild man when that happened i was like oh perfect it's getting on the podcast now we have a reason to talk about it let's go <laughs> let's go guy let's go. from Fortnite, like that's so funny so for those of you guys that don't follow nfl on youtube or are subscribed to them um, 8.8 million followers, by the way. The title of the video with The Rock's announcement was Guy from Fortnite basically, you know, uh, announces and intros the Super Bowl, which is pretty hilarious. You guys may know Fortnite had that collaboration. The Rock plays the founder, right? One of the founders uh, inside the game as part of but, the lore. So. But it's, it's beyond that, though. Like, the NFL also has a collaboration of skins inside Fortnite as yes. well. So it's it's interesting to see. Maybe this was like a plug, like a advertisement. Instead it's of running be. at a commercial, they just uh, you know plugged the YouTube instead. You know what? People. Who paid? Here's what I always wondered. Like on these very very high level executions like this, who paid who is always what I think about. Like because then it makes you think. Like is it like the NFL wants like Fortnite's clout or like Fortnite wants the NFL's clout? Like. Because they're like mega large, they both you know benefit from this. But like, who paid who to get that? You know what I mean? Like, even right. the collaboration, like who brought who? I, I always, I'm always so curious. About Me that. too. Like, who stands to benefit the most? Like, like right. what's what's the? Because you could, you could honestly at this point, you could very much so argue both ways, like easily. Oh, like, no doubt. Easily. Well, hey. What, uh, what, where would you guys stand on it before we move on? Like, what would you say is getting the more? Um, the more of a benefit would you say the NFL or Fortnite? I think I think the NFL gains m- way more in the long like the longevity of things because NFL is targeting the youth through Fortnite, which in exactly. turn is going to make them grow into mega fandom. And then like you know some boomer that plays that that is subscribed to the NFL because yep. those eight million subs got to be like forty plus, right? You yep. know what I mean? Like yep. those guys are not. You know what I mean? It's more yeah. of like a joke. Off the bat. Exactly. It kind of, if, if anything, it makes the, it goes full circle because then they understand, oh, that's why my kid likes this. Like, what do you mean? This is a joke. This is silly. But they get to kind of be a part of it. I, but I think, I think NFL I gains so much more from the relationship. Like, no doubt. I agree. I mean, I think Fortnite, how many more people watch that and said, now I'm going to play Fortnite? Again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's definitely, like, there's definitely some of that. But then I think, yeah, More overall, each other and in the event itself, you know, like people already knowing that Fortnite and The Rock are linked, you know, just like knowing that they're linked brings a little bit of like power to it in itself. But 
Absolutely. NFL, I would say too, for sure. Absolutely. Well, great. Hey, we are going to move into some Fortnite specific uh, moves. We certainly don't have, um, don't have any shortage of, of things that have happened to the game. I would love to hear what you guys think first up off the gyro aim update. This is like big, right? This is crazy. Definitely huge. Um, when we covered this topic, you know, about 24 or so hours ago for the, uh, the Fortnite specific podcast, um, Panda dropped his feels on it. We kind of talked some initial thoughts. I thought it was very much beneficial, but it's kind of gotten a step further as like pros have started making videos and, and kind of covering it. Um, John, if you want to pull up sticks FN on Twitter, so we could play the video for the folks that are like, yep. you know, here in, in, um, in the chat live with us right now, that'd be great. Don't put the audio on though, because it will track into the stream. And I don't think he had too many nice things to say, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which to my point is basically, so there's a difference, right? I'm going I'm to take a step back here. There's one thing to have a developer who thinks he knows the game, right? And then they make something. This is going to kind of lead us into that ninja video. Um, and then it's another thing when a professional player picks it up and can quickly find the exploits and show, hey, this is why this is disgusting. Because superior humans like me, hello, professional gamer, can do this with it, right? Completely, probably unintended and mega OP. So... Now, what's the username on that? Sticks. S-T-I-C-K-S. I think Sticks FN. So like FN at the back of it. I'll search it up on my end as well. Oh, I'm I got I think I got him. I'm Sticks FN. It's probably, yeah, it's yeah, probably. Yeah, I got him. Sticks. Here we go. So here we go. go yeah, go to his media. Let, let's let's just roll this video here. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I gotta turn the I'm turning yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the audio <laughs> Okay. Kill, kill the audio. Kill the audio. Here, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. The, the people at home can watch can watch along. Oh, yeah. I, DJ, what, what's your hot take on the on the gyro controls and, and all this stuff that recently got released? So at first, I was hearing a lot of people saying, oh, aim assist for controllers, it's broken. Um, clearly, what he exposes in the video is that it is kind of broken in a, in a sense. If you can nail it down to where you're slowly or slightly angling the controller uh, towards the ground a little bit, you're not going to get any, you're going to get that zero, zero recoil when you're uh, shooting at the uh, enemies. If you notice with the MK7, you slightly get that recoil, and for most controller players to avoid that, they just kind of pull back on their stick a little bit. Now all you have to do is just slowly uh, push it down, and um, it's just going to not move at all. And as you can see, he's just hitting every shot almost with the the tags it's almost looking like an anti-cheat without the sound if i'm looking at it from here so yeah <laughs> right i That's have heard that there are some um some downsides to it um you know now that more stuff is coming out that is kind of like having disadvantages but like what what's in the, like it's hard for me I've to heard, see how that would be i antic said a few things uh, on his stream today that like um if you have it using it a certain way you're actually not getting uh the aim assist that you would want oh aim assist that, that people are claiming um yeah. so. and and just to kind of touch on that a, a, just a little bit um it's it's pretty clear that so there's two settings right there's or like maybe three settings but setting i'll just say stage one is like you you have it like partially on and then the other is like you have it always on like the always on option is definitely uh i would say the one that has more of the disadvantage to it the partial one because like how very I guess not as often you would aim down sight. Like you're going to aim down sight in very particular moments. Um, I think that you stand to gain much more benefit from practicing with it. But like I said, watching this video and, and you said it kind of interestingly, yeah, without sound, the tracking is just ridiculous. It literally looks like a cheat. Like it's, it's so spot on because you have that little bit of aim assist and you can literally just tilt your computer, uh, your controller ever so slightly which is, you can't really do that with uh, your thumbs. Like, it doesn't matter how good no. you get. Um, mm -hmm. Like, Amos is really carries you all the way, right? And and assists you, um, even with the best of best. So yeah. there's another video on uh, Fortnite game, just at Fortnite game on Twitter. Uh, yeah. If you go down a little bit. And it shows um, these two different uh, types of uh, options that Monster was running through. Pretty much you can have it always on when you're walking, um, when you're scoped in, when you're pretty much doing everything or this you can only tweet choose here? to have oh. it on when it's um when you're just like scoped in 
which seems to be the most advantageous other than like always having oh it my on. gosh it's so interesting to me because like i feel like whether it, it feels like an intentional move to try to like run mouse and keyboard players out is that am i weird for thinking that like it just feels like there's so such well, a heavily slated like move towards well, controller players one holistically thing We'll say is that recently people are saying that, you know, controller has lost all aim assist and that there is no aim assist on controller and that the more powerful thing is to be on keyboard and mouse at the moment. So maybe this is their kind of, instead of giving controller aim assist, maybe this is their way of like incorporating it in an alternative fashion. Yeah. Wow. No, I, I, listen, I agree. Um, not, not, I don't agree with you, John. I don't think they're trying to push out mouse and keyboard players. I think um, the technology, right? This was this wasn't created by Fortnite by any means. This was created by another guy who was just very innovative. And um, the Twitter at Fortnite game actually tagged him in that original post. You can see him there. But he kind of has been working on his technology for a long time. One thing that Epic does really, 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 really well is platform people who deserve it. And this is just an instance where someone made something that is so QOL quality of life that right. <clears throat> they couldn't turn down the technology. It's just, it makes things better. You can use it or you don't have to. Um, and one of the other cool things that I didn't even talk about originally is there's this like kind of instant turn feature too. Like you can sort of turn on with it, which, you know, with the flick of your uh, thumb, you can actually do a 180 movement or do a 90 degree turn, which is very mouse-like, right? Because with the mouse, you you can flick. So essentially they gave you kind of like this flicking um, ability to be able to hit that motion on controller. So controller is really evolving that the argument, I think will eventually hit the points where like, dude, you're not at that much of a disadvantage. Like you're probably buffed because the aim assist, right? right. But who knows? Uh, another really. good thing to note real quick is that I, I tried to use this in the game just to give it a little, a little, you know, my thoughts and perspective on it, but it only works for PS4 and PS5 controllers. So fortunately, um, us Xbox gang players, we're not going to be able to um, experience the gyro or the flick stick controls. And is that because of like legit, is that proprietary or is that like just genuinely like a hardware issue? Like. It, like I said, that guy developed it. It has gotcha, to be gotcha. because he just so happened to build it probably on the PlayStation technology, um, you know, like as a, as a base model, maybe like whatever that stuff is. Um, if I had to assume it's probably because like Xboxes themselves, maybe they have it so you can't really tamper with their equipment, right? Right. Maybe like, like on a legal level. If you look at all like the modest scuff controllers and things like that, they don't really look like Xbox controllers. They look more like PlayStation ones than anything else. So, there's True. probably like open source technology being used in like those kind of controllers where it isn't in like Xbox devices. So if I had to guess, that's my educated guess right there. Or does Scuff make like Xbox shaped controllers? I couldn't really answer that. Is that a yes, John? I don't think so. I'm looking right now. I don't think I feel like they, they look like PlayStation controllers. I mean, all of them. Yeah. I mean, like Scuff, like. They have some like normal ones like here. I can pull one. I'm pulling one up. But like, yeah, in general, I think a lot of the, the biggest work people are doing like innovate controllers does seem to be coming out of PlayStation. Like that just seems like the more like normal thing. Scuff Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple. The Scuff Instinct. Here we go. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've seen crazier stuff happen on on uh, on PlayStation oh, okay. for sure. Yeah, no, no. All right, so I, I take it back. The they Scuff does have like Xbox themed, right? Esque or like Xbox looking controllers. Um, who knows? These are probably in collaboration with them. They quite literally that, have the that Xbox just looks logo like on it. The uh, the Elite Series Two controller I have sitting right in front of me. That's what I have, bro. We're twins. Like yeah, but th this has the Xbox logo on it, so it's. It's definitely in collaboration with them. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just, they're, they're just interesting how similar they look, you know? <laughs> yeah, great comment in chat here. Uh, Nikki Movement oh. says, PlayStation controllers have gyro hardware and Xbox has lateral. So obviously yep. there, it's a, it's a simple matter of technology. GG, shout out to PlayStation family, you know? Staying ahead of the curve here. That could be the difference that like, it's so crazy how like one little piece of technology like that could be the difference to like what 
pushes people in a in a certain direction. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, hey, moving moving along in uh, Fortnite news, I would love to just hear from both of you. Um, just some uh, upcoming FNCS, just predictions, just general predictions. What do you guys hope to see? Um, I know that in terms of competitive in general, DJ, you're going to be trying to get yourself in the mix a little bit. Uh, so maybe you're predicting yourself as that as that uh, <laughs> uh, dark horse, you know. But what are just some things you guys expect to see? Um, for me, like I I, I want to see Mongo and Mitro do well if they decide to play with one another. I think Mongo's been in good spirits lately, so that's pretty fun. That's kind of like my EU my EU pick right now. To look out for. Uh, but NA, my more serious pick is the boy scented and cold have been running up a tear i think even today's cash cup on the finals they ended up dusting out the competition by like 50 or 60 points like something disgusting and they're playing this meta that everyone's complaining in just exceptionally well they're managing to avoid those situations that other people find themselves in. it just makes it clear that when you're good and like like really good they just see the game differently and there's so much more development left um for all of our regional players but uh, these guys are on it. Um, and then just while we're there, I'll give a shout out to Malabuka, who's the most consistent on EU right now. Oh, so I'd wow. be I'd be stupid not to just at least say look out for that boy. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I think it'd be good too uh for me just to keep going with teams who are kind of riding the same wave of the hype right now off of this cash up into FNCS. Um DJ Niamzo, like I mentioned earlier, is probably gonna be my t- my take. Um, from NA East. Um, interestingly enough, I think they've made every Cash Cup finals this season. Um, quote me if I'm wrong. I think maybe every single one. Um, so that's not easy to do. And I think, you know, that commitment is going to pay off these next few days. Um, I'll be interested to see if there are any teams that do end up splitting and if there is a little snakening that happens. Um, same thing with the EU. I'm going to have to go with Malabuka and Mustache. They've just been just going crazy, setting records over there. And Malibu as a solo player, I mean, it's just it's just amazing to see, you know, while everybody is complaining or um, not happy with the current meta, this man is just thriving and, and getting it done and streaming while doing it too. Yeah, so, that's kind of nuts. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I think in general, we talked about it last uh, last episode on the podcast. Just like, I'll just give a shout out to Unknown unknown gamers out there people that we might uh not have ever heard of who are going to be on the come up even recently we were doing uh we were some social content with kinch analytics uh cataloging some of the greatest comebacks ever in a cash cup and a dual cash cup and as we were interacting with the 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 data you're noticing some names that like you saw then but you've never you don't really hear from anymore and it just goes to show you that there still is there still is a world where People are able to get in there, get their earnings, make a name, make a splash. And regardless of whether they become a household name, that matters to those players. And so it's still very much so I feel like there's some space there for some people we've never heard of to do some things we can't believe. Yeah, definitely. And listen, guys, if you're not checking out what we're posting up on Twitter from the practice server side with Kinch alongside Kinch, some really just fun statistical data that sheds a light, I guess, on some of the more niche um, you know, developments when it, when it comes down to these points, like people like Kinch just, I guess they live in the numbers, you know what I mean? So if you, if you're one of those guys that find yourself like really enjoying, I guess the, the nitty gritty, those little nerdy details, you'd really, really like what we're pushing on Prax social timeline with, um, some of those breakdowns, some, some fun stats and things there. Actually, my last YouTube video was pretty much a big derivative of the info that we got from Kinch. Um, I put it into a video format to show you guys top players to look out for that are, just pretty clearly just on the raw numbers level um top picks for the for the year basically or like at least for the new season kickoff so really really cool stuff coming out of there especially since there's like math behind it right i was gonna say science but no this is math (laughs) there's there's math behind it so absolutely really dope stuff yeah and i mean i just think like what what i think esports just has that just continues to stand out from other competitive like avenues is just that that chance, that chance that on that day, someone could literally come out of nowhere. And I think Epic just, I know, I know there's so many things that we could critique, but like Epic really helped pioneer that. You know, there are people who are doing it before they're creating these open spaces, but like the fact that direct in game, you can literally be a player and jump in and compete with the best and work your way up. 
is unheard of in pretty much every like sport. Like it just doesn't exist. And so I just think we just need to be grateful a little bit and a little bit of excitement. You know, like we need we need to get some of the giddiness back that we might we need to see people just come out of nowhere. It's exciting to me. Yeah, and they will. They definitely will. And we're gonna have a lot of up and comers in the space, including some potential new talent. Uh, we have a fun segment here on the show that we kind of, I guess, touched on in episode zero where we want to have this element of you can get involved, you can communicate and contact or, or touch base with us um, and, and submit video footage or maybe even questions. And this time around, we do have a question. It's coming in from our good friend, Caster Lash. And once again, uh, for the live video portion, are we going to play this, John? Do you have it? Yeah, um, let me... Let me yeah i'm about to pull up the young the 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 young boy here we go definitely and and we could have the audio on here for the folks at home and then we'll we'll run straight through it yeah he has a great question here and another another thing to jump on guys too um while we're just kind of talking about community we're building out the discord for our community so we're gonna have a private community for all the pretty much all the prac uh all the prac fam all the fortnite fam um you guys will be able to kind of jump in there you know, not only, you know, kick it one another, but, you know, be a little bit more closer to us. And we'll be in arm's reach, basically, to talk to you all about episodes. Maybe you, you know, you have some topics you want to bring to the table or some fun developments that will definitely help us in our development cycle for building out these content pieces and things like that. So, yeah, um, we're we're about, I, I'd say, 90% through that Discord. It's it's fully built out, but um, I don't want to promote it until we have, like, the mod squad in place and, you know, DJ and John are all in there and they got their status and things like that. Just so. We all know what we're going to do with it, but um, that is coming soon. Maybe by next episode for sure. Right. And yeah, and I, to hear. and I always say like, obviously like we, we don't really want to respond to people who are being overtly negative or who are even trying to interact with monster because they think that he's making meta changes, but that doesn't mean that we don't want to talk to y'all about things. You know, I just want that to be understood. Like we want to interact some of the most fun, like art monster. We got to, we got to, we got to find that, uh, Microsoft Paint Artist, bro. We need to do that idea, yeah. bro. We need my to boy, do that my idea. Boy, I got to find them, dude. Yeah. Well, here we go. This is a user-submitted question uh, directed at Monster coming out of uh, our episode, our first episode. And um, we, we love to see this content. Here, here's the young Lash doing it up. All right, here we go. In video form because my question would not fit in the 160 character limit text. So here's my question for you, Monster. In in the past, on other podcasts, you kind of alluded to how much Golden Boy did help you when you first started casting and building up your your personal casting uh, knowledge. So I'd always wonder, as a, a caster myself, and watching other VODs of, of casters like yourself and Shio and, and Panda and even Courage in, in the beginning days uh, of skirmishes and World Cup and stuff like that, I'd always, I'd always wondered what was the kind of information that... That Golden Boy had had helped raise you up on in the beginning when you first started casting. That maybe watching other vods and stuff like that wouldn't be able to do as much. And and how much Golden Boy helped you and pushed you to the next level, essentially. Yeah. So I want to I want to begin this first of all. Video shout out to shout out to Caster Lash for coming through and and dropping our first ever submission, making history. Let's go. Um. Super sick. Also, shout out to Golden Boy. I got I'm still working with him to this day. Now on the other side of the fence, we have him hired for a production and event that we're doing on Monday. So he'll be casting that. Um, let's answer the question here. And this is something that we can definitely uh you know repurpose and, and push out to the people um on the timeline. So uh one of the big takeaways from working alongside a veteran, and honestly, I now look at you know in a lot of ways different ways a mentor right like we're talking about someone who has all of this experience and shamelessly and um so generously pretty much provided to me right there's tons of different things that aren't just written out there isn't a rule book on how to address the camera how to be yourself how to live in the moment and, and honestly do the prep work knowing your role coming into a position right one thing that we established really early that i you know, maybe didn't understand back then was that he was like, hey, listen, I want you to really feed into the knowledge of the game that you have while I'll do kind of like these kind of play-by-play -play moments, these big moments, I'll bring us home. Um, but one of the fun things that I think later on as we started to develop chemistry and he started to see that I was growing and I was ready for the next steps, 
which was really cool, is he started to allow me to be a lead, right? Not a lot of people. There's not a lot of leaders that will allow others to lead with them or beside them, right? Or honestly, just shamelessly allowed them to be in the spotlight. And he did that for me time and time again, whether it be calling me up for opportunity when, you know, he was the big dog and he had pretty much to pick the litter, like, you know, things like that. Um, or in the heat of the moment where like, normally your lead caster is going to close the show, but instead he threw me in the fire. He puts me in the hot seat. All right, monster, close the show, bring us home. You know, and now all of a sudden I got to think into this knowledge pool. Like, dude, how's, how did he do it? How do you close the show? Like, what do I say? Right. The first time I was there, I botched it completely. I didn't even remember to, I didn't, I couldn't even remember my username in the heat of the moment because I didn't even realize how, um, of a pinnacle detail that is say my name say my co-caster's name sign us out of here thank the production you know what i mean like little things like that these are the nuggets these are the gems that uh, a mentor and a leader like gb my boy golden uh will kind of instill or did instill in me kind of coming up and that that's why i share that same knowledge with people like caster last i share it with um all the folks that are interested in being casters in a space i mean look at life of panda right life of panda is someone who it's probably a peak example. He had an interest in the space. I decided like, you know what? You, I think you got it. Like, let's go, right? And I share, 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 give him opportunity. John Rush can attest to the same thing. I give John Rush opportunity, right? Like, get up Yes, here. sir. DJ's never done a podcast before. I don't think he's done any media work. We talked about this last time. Get up here. Let's go, right? Like, you got to be, as a leader, you want to lead people to be successful and find their uh, moments. And, and you got to learn. But you only learn from being in that moment and kind of uh, taking the action steps, man. And I and I want to I want to speak um, to the other side too. Um, in that sometimes people might be thinking, "Well, I don't get those opportunities." But I think the way you get those opportunities is you you said it. You can't always guarantee that you're going to get the opportunities, but you can always make sure you position yourself to be ready for them. And like, oh, yeah. I think that's really, you have to control. If you want to grow, you have to con focus on what you can control and you have to let go of what you can't control. So what can you control? And this is why I love Lash. Like we don't know each other like mad heavy, but he's like 16 based off his bio and he's just out here grinding, right? You can already hear him talk. He's practicing his cadence. He's practicing his communication, right? I heard it once said too, that in order to be a voice, you must first be an echo. And so Lash is understanding that he, he needs to actually be like some of his heroes at, so he can find his own identity. And he's putting himself out there. He's ready. He's got the mic. He's learning. And I would say that's a little bit similar to my journey. Like, I don't think you would have given me reps if I was just like some guy without a webcam and without just like out here. Like you saw me like in a very like behind the scenes state, like yeah. no one knew who I was, <laughs> but I was ready. Right. And in some ways yes. I didn't, I wasn't sitting there being like, yo, here's my time for my opportunity. More so my position was like, I just, I love this and I want to be the best and I want to make something of this. So I want to encourage people out there. Like if you want to get those opportunities, don't wait for the opportunities to get ready, get ready for the opportunities. And I think they'll find you. Yeah, definitely. And, and one really important thing just from like, I guess, a talent scout perspective, right? Um, just because like you do a show, let's just say you do uh, a makeshift stream in your own room and you're just, let's just say casting over some VOD review, replay content, whatever. Um, if Just because no one's watching it right then and there, if you capture, if you clip it, if you post it and you put it into a space that is going to house this content forever and forward face it, eventually people will see it. Like that is how I found of, of tons of different people um, when they kind of interact with me, just, you know, curiosity, right? Browsing a timeline, seeing like a moment where they're on camera and they're speaking. I'm like, oh, wait a second. Like this dude's got like a good posture. He's got a nice little tone going. Like that's potential right there. Um, I, I guess I could just say what I saw in John Rush was I could tell that he already had natural um, stage presence and people or, or like public speaking skills right which you built up through your your past life experiences now how does that translate into esports it can you just like you said apply the passion right pick up the extra things and then that's it right you just had to you just got to keep buttoning it up basically but it's having that little like you just had that small advantage that other people didn't you were already talking to people and whether you realize it or not you built a skill right and these are skills that just cannot be taken away from you so uh same thing for you cash lash it's it's you gotta you gotta build build build, um, but more importantly, 
when you watch these shows, when you when you cast or co-cast, especially along people that have been doing it for a long time, um, all of the things that they pick up is because you kind of learn in the moment. There is no rule book for these things, but you'll kind of realize what makes sense, what feels good. Um, and then, you know, it, it'll all start coming together. You start getting the steps to, to succeed. I mean, well, I feel like I'm learning constantly too, like to this day. I love the legacy. I love the mentorship. I think that uh, generous hands are never empty. And I think Golden Boy is a testament of that. And it's great to see monster that you're 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 continuing that that like like heritage last thing i want to say on that uh, as as we begin to close is that also like you just need to be prepared to sacrifice i remember the first moment that monster gave me uh, a chance to to cast a really big event um it was it was honestly i'll be honest i'm pretty sure it's because someone canceled and i was in the middle of spending a day with with my wife it was a whole date day and i get this text from monster and it was one of those moments where it's like you have to be willing to sacrifice something you want for something you want more. And obviously, I'm not saying I'm going to choose my esports over my wife holistically. That's not the but move. He did. But yeah. in that moment, <laughs> but in that moment, it's the long play. And as a family, we decided that. But I just, I just, I know sometimes it, it gets difficult when you're young. Sacrifice is so hard. I think because it hurts so bad, and you're like, man, I don't have anything to gain, right? When you get older, sacrifice hurts so bad because you wonder, I have everything to lose. And I just think that in, in either season, you have to be ready to put put it on the line. You have to put the chips in the middle and say, yo, I'm going to go after this. And you have to, you have, it's a bet, man. You have to bet on it. Like I made a bet that day saying, one, I'm going to bet on myself that I'm not going to mess this up and make Monster look stupid and make me look stupid. I was scared. I was nervous. That would have been so bad. That would have been so bad. Right? Right? <laughs> And two, I I have to make sure that I don't screw my family over long term. But I'm happy to say that both neither of those things happen. Yeah, I was just gonna say, guys, I vouch for him, knowing he didn't necessarily have the 1,000 percent knowledge on the game. But what I did know is this is a man who will put in the effort to be ready, right, for the opportunity. Not that was where my belief had to come in. In John, I was like, I gotta trust in stepping John up to Rust the plate, to, you know? exactly to step up here and not let me down. So I. Like he's not going to, he's not going to do that. Um, and then obviously, yeah, he, he had that same kind of in. equal, yeah. equal pressure. It was like, dude, yeah, I got to step up for monster here. Cause you know, obviously I went out on, on, out on a, on a vouch here yeah. to, to get him the, the spot. But yeah, I mean, you're spot on someone called out and that's just how it works sometimes. And that's, sometimes that's all it takes, right? You get that little moment. That's the moment you prepare for that. You don't know it's going to come on a, any given Saturday afternoon or whatever, right? That one little call or that yeah. brief interaction can lead to, tons of opportunities and doors opening and uh that's the magic of the uh getting together in venues and in uh these kind of spaces because you meet people and through meeting people through conversation and experiences those interactions they lead to tons of opportunities that you know you you wouldn't even probably realize are going to happen but those interactions uh create like ripple effects dude it's kind of like the movie the butterfly effect right yeah you, you ever, I know the butterfly effect's a probably a dark turn, but that little whole like you don't know what happens, dude. That ripple, bam, your yeah. whole everything changes. You just don't know. True. Absolutely. Well, and I love I love this, and so we love talking about this content because at Practice Server, again, we're really in in this next year, we're really trying to put out some of this this lifestyle leadership uh, approach to like being successful. And uh, practice means like if you look at the definition, it means perform an exercise repeatedly or regularly in order to improve or maintain maximum proficiency. And we're excited about people, young or old, getting a hold of their passions and, and making it happen. And so we love to be able to create content like this. And so make sure to follow us on Twitter, on TikTok, on YouTube. We out here. Uh, we don't just produce events. We're producing champions. Okay. Oh, is that good? Another, is that, we just tried, wow. just tried it? You just tried it? <laughs> Uh, but seriously though we we're doing we're doing a lot of cool stuff here and and this is just another great episode to throw in the books man let's start bringing it on home here uh dj we're gonna give you the floor first my man let the people at home know where they can find you you can find me on all socials at djr love uh it's djr love one word wrld attached to that uh, hit me up anywhere if you need beats, you know, you need sending me content for maybe potential practice server plug. Uh, you know where to find me. Send me content. 
Um, Send me a comment. That, then. <laughs> other than that, um, thanks for sticking with us for the whole night. Uh, those performing tomorrow at FNCS this weekend, good luck, and um, we'll see you next week. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. John, take the floor. Hey, John W. Key Rush on Twitter. And I also go live on my personal Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash John Rush. Normally after we uh, do the live portion of this podcast. So we'd love to see y'all on the internet. Which, by the way, the uh, the episodes are going to vary a little bit. I'm going to try to release them on the same days, like Thursdays, roughly. Today, we're recording on a Wednesday. So follow us on socials just to keep up with when these are getting pushed to the timeline. Um, Otherwise, send all your complaints to me at the Fortnite podcast at gmail.com. It's your boy, Monster DeFace, on all socials. Clocking out today. Hope you all enjoyed today's episode. Big thank yous to the new listeners and old alike. And shout out to everyone that tuned in to the live stream today. It was an awesome episode. This is episode two of the Practice Makes Perfect podcast. We'll catch you guys in the next one. So don't forget to dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales. Peace, y'all. Let's go. Yo. You, know what I, you know what I didn't do the last episode? I what? didn't cut the back off when we started just bantering. Oh, dang. So I don't know if we should just leave them on, but yeah, that happened. Dang. Well, <laughs> th- thanks for rocking with us, chat. Chat next next week will be on, on Wednesday as well. Same time. We got an activation on Thursday night. I'll be casting. The practice team yes, is going to be uh, chopping it up. So we, we're going to be recording Wednesdays, but we should be able to resume Thursdays um, in March. Heck yeah, and my boy Brave is in the chat. Nikki movement. Um, Nikki actually cast his first tournament the other day with Life of Panda. They crushed it. Uh, Nikki's another person who has like natural, just uh, camera and charisma because he used to do like some sports casting way back when I think for his wrestling team and stuff like that. But Man. um, it's crazy how like all you need is that little bit of experience, and all of a sudden like you could just see that this guy is not like regular, right? Like they could they could be ready for these opportunities. Um, super sick. Yo, cast last shout out to you, my boy. Thank you, brother. Um, any, any, anything else? We're clock out, boys. Nah, this is great. I love this. It was great, and I'm gonna leave this on this next episode too. So, GGs. GGs. All right, chat. We out. We'll see y'all next Wednesday. Be good. See you.